Welcome everyone to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before we get started with today's podcast episode, if you're not following us yet on social media, please give us a follow. You can find the podcast at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, if you're not subscribed yet to the podcast, please subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it right now. Also, if you'd like to leave any reviews for it, you can actually be able to leave reviews on a couple of different platforms. One of the popular ones is Apple Podcasts, where you can actually leave a rating, a comment as well. And so I invite you to do so there. If you'd like to see future guests uh, appear on the show, people from around the 209, then feel free to leave your comment uh, with the individual's name there on your review as well. And I'll definitely do my best to try to get them on here on the podcast. Also, to everyone listening right now, if I could ask you to do one thing that would really help the podcast out a lot, that would be to actually share this podcast with a friend, uh, invite them to listen to the show. Uh, even just inviting one person makes a big difference, and it would really help the podcast continue to grow uh, every day. So thank you so much to everyone who does listen to the podcast. I really appreciate you for all the support that you are giving to the show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So on the podcast tonight is Liliana Hernandez. She's actually a native of Modesto as well. Uh, she is a singer and she was in two Spanish TV shows that aired back in 2016 and 2017 called Va Por Ti and La Reina de la Canción. They were actually two shows that were in Univision. So I'm really excited to find out more about her time at these two shows and also more about how her interest in singing came about. So welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast, Eliana. Thank you for being on here. I'm glad this is the first podcast that you're on. I feel really uh, grateful to know that. Thank you so much for having me here. And um, it's an honor and and I'm super excited to be part of your podcast. Thank you. Like, likewise, I'm glad that you know, you're know you on here. I, I'm really excited just to hear all the stories. I mean, I saw you on TV. I saw you on replay on YouTube. Some of the people that managed to put that on YouTube. <laughs> I don't think it's there anymore, but it used to be. So, uh, but before we get to that, I want to get right to uh, you uh, letting me know a little bit more about what it was for you growing up here in Modesto. Uh, I- I'm from Modesto as well, born and raised. And so I'm really curious to hear your story and how it was for you here. So I was also born and raised here in Modesto, California. And um, I grew up with my three older sisters who are 13 years apart, nine years apart, and seven years apart. Um, I went to El Vista Elementary. Following El Vista, I went to La Loma Junior High. And from there, I went to Johansson. And throughout my childhood, I always loved playing sports in addition to singing. So I was always playing volleyball, basketball, and soccer. So in my my junior high years, I did volleyball and basketball and track. And then once I transitioned over to Johansson, I did volleyball, basketball, and I, I switched track for soccer. Growing up, I, I've been singing since I was five years old. So it's actually a, a funny story because my dad is a singer. And so he used to be the lead singer and keyboard player for uh, Los Invencibles, which was a band that 
him and one of his brothers and and um, friends had created and so they would play like cumbia type songs um also romanticas and so anyway when my sisters were born and stuff my sisters my dad always wanted to you know we were just a musical family and so they my sisters would sing and my dad is like super hardcore on singing like he was like he's really really good and so he would tell my sisters like no you got to no this isn't how you do it you got to do it like this <laughs> and so um i was when i was born i was little and i was my sisters would get frustrated cuz my dad would be really strict on that and so they'd be like i don't want to sing anymore and so and there i was like i was little and i was like dad i can do it like i could do it like i could make you proud and so <laughs> My dad would just ignore me because he's like uh, like she's little still, you know, and probably didn't think anything of it. He was focusing on my older sisters. And then I was like, "Dad, dad, like I could do it." Always telling him and my sisters would still be frustrated and then uh, he finally one time I just sang one time here in the living room and uh he realized like, "Oh, shoot, she actually could sing like she was being serious, you know." And so from there that's like kind of that's like where my passion started for singing i kind of jumped around but my dad my dad is also a construction he 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 works for construction at Stanislaus state so oh. he he's been with CSU Stanislaus for about 30 years the reason i bring that up is because well we're we were a family of six and we lived in we lived here in in the house that i I still live in and it was a three bedroom, one bath, and it was a very small house. And my dad, uh, actually, and with my mom also, um, he built a house around our house. And oh. then we lived in half of our house for um, a year while we were building the other side. And then once we built the other side, we lived on the other half. And it was crazy because it's like, I mean, if people that see my house now, they're like, oh, is that house always like that house doesn't look like all the other ones here. And so my dad is super talented um, construction wise and and um, musically and um, with the help of my mom and and all of my sisters, too. Like that was what we did every weekend. You know, I was younger, so I didn't have as much responsibility as my sister's. Um, but like putting in tile into the ground, putting up our block friends and he built it from the bottom up. And so, um, everything here is like super customized. And like I said, my dad's super talented, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit about growing up and, uh, my family. Wow. That's really awesome. Like to be talented and not only singing, but also construction work. Yeah. You're, you're set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very fortunate. And, you know, I'm like, I'm waiting till I can build my house one day so my dad can help me. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was super really cool. creative. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, I know you mentioned that he heard you sing for the first time. Do you remember what song that was that you sang? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't remember what song it was, but, uh, it, it, and the reason why I, 
I it might be Te Quedo Grande La Yegua. That was like one oh. of the first songs. That was my first song I would ever sing when I was like five years old. I would sing it at parties, family parties. Mm. I would sing it with the mariachis that they would hire. So that's kind of where I started, like at my family parties. Once they found out like I could sing, like they that's where I I would sing at family parties. So what you're trying to say is that there's probably a lot of video of you back then that yeah <laughs> i actually have not not so much video but okay. uh like uh like when i was that little but uh, there's pictures like of me was singing with the microphone and the mariachis in the back yeah like stuff like that well that that's really awesome and i mean look at you now right it's like you you yeah. went a long ways right but really it, it all starts when you're younger right i mean at that age right to show your dad that you knew how to sing That, that's that's something else at five years old. I don't think a lot of us weren't really even speaking all that well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just funny because he's like, no, like you're still little. And I was like, I could do it. I could do it. And so I just was like, I'm going to just do it. And then he heard me. So before I get right to uh, your time in the two shows and yeah, making people wait, but Uh, it's going to be worth the wait. <laughs> Trust me, everyone. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but I want to hear, you know, what are some of your favorite songs that you like to uh, sing to? And feel free to say as many as, as you want. And I know it's it's probably tough to say all of them, but <laughs> say as many yeah, as you want. I would say um, Te Quedo Grande La Yegua has been one of my favorites. I think it's um, Alicia Villarreal who is the who who I originally heard sing that song mm. um and so like I mentioned that was one of the first songs that I had sang when I was little and I still like to sing it to this day and let me see I want to know I want to know if it's her now <laughs> and it's gonna drive me crazy <laughs> but uh <laughs> Don't you hate that? Like when you when you know, but like you're like, oh, can't. yep. See, I was right. It's Alicia Villarreal. It. Oh. So yeah, um, Te Quedo Grande La Yegua. And then um, another song that I like to sing is Desitis. <laughs> It's called Desitis. And the reason I like to sing that one now to this day is because I was in a um, in like a singing contest here in Modesto, and so. And I was like 15. I was 15 years old. It was called Proyecto Superestrella. And this mm -hmm. was, uh, yeah, I was 15 years old. And so I was the youngest participant in the entire, in the entire um, contest. And uh, I won the entire competition out of 90 participants with that song. So that's, that's one of the, my favorite ones I like to sing too. And I think also there's a lot of them. It's so hard to choose. <laughs> I think que me vas a dar si vuelvo. That's also one of my favorites. Um, just because I feel like it's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> And te voy a olvidar. I can keep going, but yeah, <laughs> yeah they, I, I have a lot of, um, a lot of songs that I like to sing, but those are, those are some of my favorites. And then in English, I my favorite song was Listen by Beyonce. That was like my go-to. I actually won the Modesto City Schools talent show competition, the very first one ever done in the district uh, with that song. 
really awesome. I didn't even know they had one for the district. I know my high school had one, but I guess they did one for the district too now. Yeah. So that year, and I actually still have one of my trophies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That year, they decided to do a district-wide talent show. And um, they were, so they would select someone from every school. And I represented Johansson. And so uh, I performed at Enox High School out in the stage area in the quad. And I won first place with that song. I know that you were able to sing with your dad at the Gallo Center. Um, And Mm -hmm. I mean, that must have been a really amazing moment. But just tell us more about how that went down, how you were able to uh, participate in that event and just how it was to be able to sing with your dad in front of so many people. That's a funny story. (laughs) So growing up, my dad has always been like, like he's a little bit more serious unless like, you know, you really, really know him. But my dad says no, it's like, no. And so one time I told him, I was like, hey, dad, like they're doing it. They're doing a talent thing, uh, a talent show at Gallo. I was like, we should do uh we should do a duet. And I was like, I was like, come on, let's sign up. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I was like, are you serious? And then I just was thinking that I was like, okay, whatever. And then I took a couple days and I was like, I'm going to just sign him up. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to sign us up. So then I go and I tell him again. And I'm like, dad, like we should do it. And like, he kind of has that, like, cause my dad like loves singing and like it, but it had been a while since he had, you know, been like a performer, like in front of an audience. And so you could tell his wheels were turning, but, uh, he was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, well, too late. We're signed up. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, yeah, we're signed up. I'm like, oh, well. And so this is a little bit like once he's already like, he's already gotten older at this point. So he kind of mellowed out like more. <laughs> Maybe if it was like years back, he'd be mad <laughs> that I signed him up without telling him. But it, he was, he was, uh, he was excited for it. I could tell. Um, but, but yeah, that, that experience was super cool because my dad and I never really sang like duets together. And so that actually the song is, uh, is called El Destino by, and it's performed by Rocio Durcal and Juan Gabriel. And so that song was originally like him and my sister's song. So my, my, my second oldest sister, she, she also sings. Um, she was probably one of the ones that actually pursued it a little bit more than my other two before I did. Um, and so they would sing that song as a duet and it was like, it's super beautiful. And so I told him like, let's sing that song. And so that's the song we performed at at the Gallo Center. It was like a magical moment because I never really imagined myself performing with my dad, like on a, you know, at a Mm -hmm. stage like Gallo, you know what I mean? And so um, when we were going to the practices and and doing the rehearsals, it was really cool to be able to share that with my dad because um, we we share uh, uh, that relationship. Our relationship is uh, 
very musical. So when we talk, it's like always about music. Like, oh, did you hear this song? Like, oh, do you think I should sing this song? And like, my dad is like, yeah. So um, when we performed that night, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a crazy, I can't even explain it because <laughs> it was just, it was something that I'm super grateful for that I was able to share um, a moment on stage with my dad. And like, I know that my dad uh, felt that excitement that he had when he was younger. And I know he loves that. Like he loves that feeling. It's like an adrenaline mm-hmm. that you get when you're on stage. And um, just like a side note, like my dad was, my dad was supposed to, they offered to sign him when he was eight years old. And so he didn't sign like his mom, my grandma didn't sign because, um, you know, there's a lot of legalities that come with that and, you know, uh, rights that you kind of have to give and, and being able to take him whenever you want and needed. Mm -hmm. So, um, it didn't, they, they didn't, they didn't sign. Yeah. So my dad always, I know, I know my dad would have made it if, if they would have keep going right now, they would definitely make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's really awesome that you got to share the stage with him there and that you, you signed him up and, and I'm glad that he, yeah. he was excited at, at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> at the end, not, maybe not during the process. <laughs> After the performance, right. It's like, all was good and I got to watch it too it's on YouTube if anyone wants to actually watch it there um I don't know if it was a friend of yours or who put it up but uh, there's a video of your dad and you I don't know if you knew about that but it's there yeah I think uh, my my aunt put it on there my aunt put it on there because my cousin was also uh I think she was also in the competition also so yeah it was my my aunt but yeah I'm gonna have to share that video yeah, well, that that's really awesome. I actually want to get right to talking about the two shows. And so first, uh, I know that you went to Vaporti. This was back in 2016. And so there's a two-part kind of thing, right? First, I want to know what the process was like to make it there. And then uh, we'll talk more about the your time actually in the competition and recording and all that. But first, let's go to uh, talk about your process in getting there. How was that like? Yeah, so the process, um, if I remember correctly, I think it was in San Jose where they had the auditions. So I think I saw my mom must have seen it on TV. Um, She's like, oh, look, they're doing auditions for this show. And I was like, oh, really? Like, and I always wanted to be on TV show, like for singing, because I've seen like the voice and all that stuff. And so um I was like oh it's in San Jose like cool I'm like okay well let me ask dad if he'll take me because I think I was only I think I was I had just turned like 18 I think and so I I always asked my dad like okay what do you think you know and he's like let's go like let's go try it so we go to San Jose and I want to say it's like at the Marriott or at it was at like the it was at a hotel And, um, so we went and we went in the morning, we didn't even go and stay the night. We went and in the morning we were in line, you go through all this paperwork and stuff, and then you're just waiting to get an audition. And hopefully, you know, you get to make it to the audition and time doesn't run out. So that's why you go early. 
I go in there, we go in a room and they take us in a room and they're recording and um, they're like, oh, like anybody want to sing a song or anything before you, before you uh, go an audition and they're recording. And I was like, sure. Yeah. Like I'll sing a song. And so I sang part of a song and it was just super cool because it, it kind of relaxed me a little bit, like a little, like a little, uh, I guess like a warm up. And everybody in there was like, everybody before that, before we went into that room, um, while we were waiting to audition, um, in another room, it was a waiting room where everybody was and, uh, everybody was like singing and, and stuff. And I was just sitting there like quiet. I feel like it's like a tactic sometimes, sometimes like when people are like, Oh, like you want to like, let me hear you sing a song, you know, like that's a tactic I feel to wear your voice out before your audition to, Mm. to increase their chances of being selected. So, um, and that's something like, you know, my dad has kind of gave me insight (laughs) on and stuff. And so, cause these people would like, you know, be showing out like in front of everybody else. And I'm like, no, like, I'm good, you know, like, I'm going to save myself for my audition. And so, um, or people are just curious to know, you know. Um, So when I when so when we went into that room, I like kind of revealed myself. And uh, it was just super cool because people were probably like, what the heck? Like, I didn't expect that. Like, there was this girl that was like, oh, the girl that was sitting next to me that had asked me. She's like, oh my God, like, I didn't expect that. And so um, then after that, we went into, um, after you get got pulled from the, from the first waiting room, to, then you went to the second one. Then from there, you got pulled into uh, the audition room. I want to say we would go in groups of like five or 10. And then from there, that's like, you had to sing in front of everybody, like, right there and you would sing at the to the judges um and I remember I sang I can't remember what song I sang I want to say it was probably like I think it was Te Voy Olvidar because at the time like that was like the song that I really liked so I sang Te Voy Olvidar and then yeah they uh I can't remember if they told me there that I made it or not or I think they called me I want to say they called me um, so I, I left from there and then I came home and uh, they ended up calling me and telling me that I was on the show. So, yeah, that was a process of of uh, auditioning. Uh, well, I do agree. I do think that that is a tactic. Now that you mention it, it's got to be because why Why would you want to hear someone else sing? Right. Exactly. It's like each one. <laughs> you already yeah. have what you have when you get there. It's not like you're going to change. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because like. Like I said, like, I've even gone to the American Idol one and I went to The Voice and it's always the same thing, like everywhere. And then they get to their audition and like their voice is already like hoarse and they, uh, yeah, it's it's hard for them to, they, they don't have the same potential they had when they first got there. So, yeah, I think it is. But <laughs> <laughs> If anyone asked me, I would be like, before I sing, I want to hear you sing. Since you're asking, yeah. how about you sing? <laughs> and then you could you could spot right. Are they being real or? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if they don't want to sing, then you're like, okay, well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll say you. You could use their excuse, right? If they're like, oh, I want to save my voice. Well, 
I want to say my voice too. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> uh, so you get the phone call and then how long after do they fly you out to uh, the recording uh, area and where, where was the recording area? Yeah. So for them, for the Vaporti, uh, it was in Mexico city. So I left here. Um, they flew, they, they paid for the flight. That was actually the first time I ever flew. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was the first time I, ever, I guess I flew like when I was a baby, but I don't remember that. <laughs> so that was my first time flying on a, on a plane. And then I was by myself because I had to fly by myself over there to Mexico to Guadalajara. And, um, or yeah, I think that's where I, where I flew in. And then we stayed in Santa Fe, Mexico city. So Santa Fe, and we stayed in some like condos, um, and where we would record, we would record at Televisa. So that's where all the novelas happen. Um, that's also where La Voz takes place, La Voz Kids. So yeah, that's where we're staying. Oh, that, that's interesting. First time flying, but <laughs> so you gotta, yeah. gotta get on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, but I was excited. I was excited, but I was nervous. But I was excited because it was something that I was doing. Like, I felt like I was doing something like on my own, you know. So w when you get there, you get to the studio. How long were you there for? Because um, I, I know we we see everything weekly, but like, how, how quickly do they record, or what? What's the behind the scenes that we don't see? Yeah. So um, I was there for. Uh, like maybe two months, maybe a month and a half. Um, I would have been there longer had I stayed in, but I was there, yeah, for about a month and a half to two months. Um, and then as far as the recordings, so we would record. So basically we would record the whole show and then it wasn't it would be live like it would be aired probably like i think like the next two three weeks yeah so um a lot of the first few weeks it was doing a lot of promos and advertisements um so it was about like a lot of recording about yourself um like bios pictures and all of that to start advertising and then um we would record and then um it wouldn't air until yeah like a week or two after um i'm sure like after all the editing and stuff but yeah like a daily a day there in televisa so what we would do is we would wake up they would tell us okay you need to be here at the at the car downstairs by like 6 a.m. Sometimes we were there at 5 a.m. And then um, they would take us to the studio. Um, they would do our hair and makeup there. And then um, you would have to do all these things. They they would do all these things. Like I said, the advertisements and everything. You would eat lunch there. And then throughout, like I saw a couple of actors and actresses um, there. It was uh, Eugenio Derbez's son. I think his name is Eduardo. Mm, yeah. Eduardo Derbez and uh, who else did I see Sebastian Rulli um, David Cepeda so yeah they're all there so then we would eat lunch there and then we would go back to doing what we're doing and then sometimes 
I think one night we didn't come home till like 2 a.m. or like 1 a.m. So it's like it has to be like the recording has to be right. And like you can't like you don't leave until you're done. And then like next thing you get home at that time, you still got to be up like at seven and ready to go again. So it was very exhausting, but it was a cool experience to understand how it works behind the scenes. And like, especially like how they cut, how they cut things or, or why they make you re-record the same thing, like more than once, because they can, you know, cut, cut part of this, cut part of this. And then, you know, they could do whatever they want with, with it. And I learned, I learned a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. They could, they they could create a new story out of something that wasn't a story. Right. That's exactly what they did to me, actually. Yeah. So when I, when I, so I'll, I'll, we can get to that later. <laughs> I'll let you continue. <laughs> All right. So you said that like, usually they would record maybe like a week before we saw it here on TV. So basically you already knew that you were going to be out a week before, but you had to keep quiet. Right. Is that, is that how that yeah. worked? Or? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, that's so I think (laughs) I think when yeah, so I think when I was when I was already eliminated, I was already here. Oh, okay. Oh, so you watched before it aired. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to say I was already here before it aired. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like so your family already knows it's like, okay, this Sunday is that that episode and yeah, yeah. Feel like they, they should so, do it different yeah i mean it's that's kind of sad <laughs> like you would go back yeah, and watch yeah yeah so it was it, it was uh so like yeah like those like that's like stuff that i learned and um yeah so when i got back i already i was already eliminated but it hadn't aired yet so i couldn't even tell anybody i was back here yet in the states yeah uh, i guess you had, you had to hide from <laughs> from people yeah like, oh, i did okay. <laughs> friends would ask you like hey how's it going to mexico oh, it's still going good yeah, uh, we're over here in the plaza <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah, yeah right i'm sure that's how they do a lot of shows too i mean they're not just in mexico but here as well and we're over here thinking like oh it's it just happened either today or yesterday but <laughs> yeah no yeah no it's it's very it's very different like yeah like that's like stuff that i learned i'm like ah, oh, no nah, it's not live they're lying <laughs> <laughs> but they make it seem like yeah well that's tough though right because people had a vote for you right so it's like how, how does the voting thing work then if they already know a week before like how, how does how does that work you know what i apologize i was so i came back after the voting we had already aired the voting one Okay, so when I got eliminated, they put the voting up to vote. Then once we got the votes, uh, we aired the, the next episode. And that's when I found out I was eliminated. Oh, okay. so then do you get it? So yeah. then once I so then once so it was live for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then once I got eliminated, they sent me back. And then that's when I saw that I was that I I was eliminated because of the voting. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah. They, yeah, they, they make it really like, complicated. <laughs> they do. They do. And then like that's another thing. Like when I got eliminated, like 
I was I was originally supposed to do my song with Banda, and then they ended up switching it or or group or something like that, some different type of music or instru- instruments. And okay. so when I when I practiced, I was practicing with Banda. I can't think. I know. I think it was one of Jenny Rivera because it was because uh, Chiquis was there, and it was. Uh, it was her it was her song anyway the point is that she that, that that i was supposed to sing that song with a different with different instruments so i was practicing them it was la gran señora tenemos que hablar de mujer i think it was that one yeah. um and so anyway i was practicing with different instruments and then last minute they changed me to mariachi instruments and then um i was supposed to practice and then I was supposed to practice with the new instruments, with the different instruments. And then I didn't get to practice because they took me late. They they were take they took me late to go practice. And so when I got there, the producers were like, no, like we don't have any more time. Like she she can't practice right now. And I was like, Well, how are you guys in I didn't say anything because I was like, Okay, this is my first show. Like, I don't want them to think I'm being like a drama queen, like like I'm being a diva that I didn't get to practice, but really that was unfair because um, the the introduction I didn't know when to start because the music is not live. They have a mariachi back there, but it's not live. They're not actually mm-hmm. playing. They just make it look like they're playing, and and it's just a backtrack. <laughs> so it's already pre-recorded. So that's why in my video. I missed my cue to come in. I came in late. And then that's when people could tell that I came in late because it was a backtrack, which actually, if people who know music would know that that would be the mariachi's fault if it was live, because the music always follows the singer. But um, I know it's a lot too. <laughs> so it's kind of complicated. It's kind of complicated. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, it's it's sad that they do that. I, I've kind of I've heard rumors of them kind of doing it right in other shows or like the more smaller studio shows. But when you hear it done in a competition, I mean that that to me is like, come on, like you you, yeah. you could do it live. Like it's gonna sound better, and it, it won't sound so fake. Well, everyone's learning this right now, right? So exactly, all... <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I mean, you're already paying them to be there to pretend like they're playing, like might as well play it you know yeah. but i think they're worried that they're gonna mess up <laughs> on on tv and so it's like i don't know but anyway so then that was like the biggest thing that i was criticized on because i started late on the song um but yeah i couldn't i could and then and then after when they asked me like oh like how do you feel about being eliminated and i was like well, I was basically kind of like, well, it is what it is. Like, I didn't, I couldn't say like, oh, you know, they didn't let me practice. Like, they're going to cut that out. Right. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, it is what it is. And so then they flipped my entire story and then they put the title saying like, oh, Liliana, ya estaba lista para irse de la competencia. That I was already ready to go. I was like, that is not what I said. <laughs> But okay, <laughs> so I was like even more frustrated because they totally twisted what I said. And 
that's why you have to be careful on like how like what you say like with the media because they can twist everything and especially when they make you like re-record it multiple times they can grab this this and this and they can make it sound like you said that whole sentence so. yeah that that's so scary don't worry i won't do the same here but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, it is <laughs> i hope not <laughs> right <laughs> um but but i do have to say i mean the larger media yeah it's it's sad that they twist all those things and let's just say i'm never going to view anything from Univision in the same way I think after this, um, not not that you know, I, I was really fond of them because I have my own thing with them uh, sometimes. But you know, I, yeah. I I just yeah, I mean they they shouldn't do that, and yeah, I know, and uh, I mean I don't know, I can't remember because one of my friends made it to the, she was uh, I think she got third third place, so I can't remember if in the finals it was live live music. I doubt it, but maybe it was. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, it, it should be. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm a fan of La Academia. You probably heard of them mm-hmm. too, right? With the uh, Teresa Azteca, yeah. and they claim to be live. I want to trust that they are live, but I'm not too sure. But I, I know, I mean, they claim to be live, and they have an audience there. I don't know if it's true or not now, but <laughs> uh, but they they seem more legit, but. I guess we'd have to talk to someone to know if that's that's really how it looks like. <laughs> that's another thing, the audience. <laughs> oh, what about the audience? <laughs> we'll get to that one oh. later. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I want to know. All right, cool. Well, so you get eliminated from Vaporti, and then you end up coming back for another show, right? La Reina de la Cancion. So what, what happened there? What happened after that? Uh, how, how do you get on this one? <laughs> So La Reina, I think the audition for that one was in LA. And um, for that one, we stayed the night over there. And so, but same process, like in the morning, went and and uh, did the audition. Alejandra Espinosa, or was it Alejandra Espinosa? I think, I think she was there. I think she showed up. Um, somebody showed up. but. Um, yeah, the same. The process was the same, like as Vaporti, I think, because it's like Univision. So, well, I don't know, because the other one was like Televisa slash. I think it was. I think yeah, the other one was Televisa. So, this one was Univision. I don't even know how what what it was there on actually the first one, but anyway, I would assume Televisa. Anyway, so the second one was like very same process. After you go through the same process there with, with that, uh, how was it on this show? Was it in the same studio? What, what what differences did you find in this one versus the other one, if any? I guess. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of differences. <laughs> so I, when I went to the first show, we were staying in the condos. Super nice, like super nice. We would get like breakfast, lunch, dinner um all the time and it was really good and then my second show we're the first season right and in Vaporti I think we were like the second or third and so for for La Reina we were the first season so we go to LA and then um you know what the process was a little bit different so we we were top they they picked like um I think they picked 40 people from the audition from the auditions 
And then they flew them to LA or you had to go to LA or fly to LA. And so from there you auditioned in another spot and, um, you had, then from there, it was like 24 girls were selected from those 40. And right there, that's when Poncho Lizarraga was there, Los Horoscopos de Durango. And, and who else was that? I think it was just them. It was just them too. And, um, and right there, they selected who was going to be on whose team. So from those 40, I was one of the 24 selected. So from there, we went to, um, it was called La Casa Reina, which was a warehouse. So we lived in a warehouse decorated like a, like a, a, a house. Oh. And, um, there were 24 beds in there and we all lived in, like, we were in the same room. Like I could pop my head up and see everybody else sleeping. We had four bathrooms for 24 women, ages 18 to 40, like 44. And we had four showers. And then our kitchen, well, it was more of like a display kitchen because it didn't work. And we had two living rooms. I'm sorry, one living room and then like a dining table. And so that one, we had to wear mics all day on our shirts so every morning you had to go get your mic and you had to wear it on all day because it was like a reality that was a difference mm-hmm. between this one and Baportin. this one was more reality and then uh they had cameras all over the all over the areas so they could see you at all times um and you can see them moving sometimes there's like in the kitchen, in the living room, in the in our room, in our big old room, which was like a like literally that was a warehouse and that's where all the beds were and the cajoneras. Yeah. You could only take them off when you were gonna like go to the bathroom or shower. Um, otherwise you had to have it on. Another major thing, they took our phones when we started that show. So we couldn't talk to our family for like, I think it was like two months also for two months Um, until like, like after a month, once there was less girls, they gave us like a phone call a week. It was like jail. That was like jail. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in prison for this. But yeah, they would let us make a phone call once a week and it had to be on speaker and um they timed it for like i think it was like five ten minutes and then you had to give it back and put it away and and they would they would take it back and that was to just protect like the confidentiality of the show and like the results just because it was the same as like vaporti like pre-recorded and then aired the next week or aired the next two weeks yeah that was probably like that was the most difficult thing for me, like not being able to talk to my family and then just living with a bunch of girls. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. A lot of estrogen <laughs> <laughs> in a room. <laughs> and you couldn't leave. Like you couldn't even go outside or like you had to ask someone if you could go outside because you couldn't leave. And then um, 
they would occasionally take us out because they would give us money every week mm-hmm. um, to go buy like snacks or food. Like we would buy cereal because that was the only thing we could really get because we couldn't use, there was no, like no, micro, no stove, like no, like none of that. So we would just use, uh, we would just get cereal and then, um, yeah, I can't remember what we would eat. They would bring us, I think, stuff to eat, but it wasn't always like, it wasn't what I preferred. <laughs> so I would just get like stuff from, from the store and get it. But yeah, they would do our makeup there. Downstairs was the makeup room. But yeah. Well, you're right. It it sounds like a glamorized uh, prison of sorts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, and yeah. See, th- those are things that no one knows. Right? I mean, we're just watching a show on TV, but you don't see like all the restrictions that they do, which, you know, like you said, yeah, they don't want things to leak out, but that's why you should just do it live. Like forget yeah. all that too. And just do, do it like that. And, you know, if a slip happens, a slip happens. Right. In fact, I think, if a slip happens on a live show, people actually can relate to that, right? And that's actually probably good. They can good. respect that. Yeah. It shows that no one's perfect, right? And that the picture that they're trying to paint is not the reality, right? So. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you there for? And, and how was the elimination on this one versus the other one? So I was top 13. So I was, I was, I was literally one of the border ones to go to Miami for the finals. And so when I was eliminated, when I was eliminated, so they flew everybody back. They flew everybody back home after um, I found out I was top 13. So, and then they were going to do eliminations later. So they flew me to San Antonio, Texas after. So I came back and I flew to San Antonio, Texas and um, we stayed at a hotel and we recorded there the next morning. So there is where I found out that I was eliminated um, from the show and that I wasn't going to be going to finals. And that from there, I was I, they flew me back. So oh, at least I got to fly somewhere <laughs> new. <laughs> you, you got to uh, uh, see a little bit of Texas there. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to the Riverwalk and everything. So I, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, especially after being what you said, like a, a month or two months uh, at the warehouse, right? I mean, that, that was a breath of fresh air, <laughs> a literal yeah. breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got uh, my own uh, room too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you guys could have done this. You guys could have just given us hotel, yeah. hotel rooms and still have the cameras, right? It's just <laughs> do it that exactly. way. Exactly. Wow. Well, I find it strange. Why did they go to San Antonio, though? Uh, I'm like, do they have connecting flights to Miami? That's that's probably what it is, right? <laughs> you know what? I want to say, I and I'm not sure why, but this is my prediction. Um, I want to say they they did it in San Antonio because the girl that I was up against was from San Antonio. And so she stayed and I didn't. So I think they were going to go from there to go record like her life at her house. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like her backstory. Mm -hmm. 
which makes sense to me because I'm like, okay, I was like, well, why would they do it there? But that that's what I figured. I'm like, well, she made it. So they were probably going to go do like uh, back her backstory after doing the elimination. Wow. Well, we just keep on covering more and more things. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but that's my prediction. Yeah. And it, it makes sense, but makes sense to me. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I share that prediction with you, too, because not that San Antonio is not a great place. I mean, I haven't been there, but I mean, why why would they go there Random. and not go to L.A. or I don't know, Chicago or yeah, just to Miami, like straight up, just go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 oh interesting <laughs> uh, well I know you mentioned something about the audience and I, I really want to know what it is that you wanted to mention <laughs> earlier yeah, about them, the, but what is it <laughs> so the audience so the first one I didn't really like think anything of it I was like okay maybe they just let people in but I'm like now like they have to like pay them to be here because they're not going to just let anybody into Televisa, you know? Mm. So then I was like, whatever. I didn't say nothing in the first one. And then the, then on the second show, I was like, oh, well, like, can my family come and watch, like be part of the audience? And they said no. And so, um, and so if I remember correctly, I had asked and I think one of the, they had mentioned like, oh no, they get paid to be here as an audience and they um and I think they if I remember they had like these cue cards they had these cue cards for the audience so they would like respond to the cue like applause like if it's at applause like they're applaud like they're applauding stuff like that so yeah that was that was and the only reason I knew was because I asked if my family can come and they said no, like they couldn't even come visit me, like to say hi or anything. I couldn't talk to them. Wow, that was that... <laughs> crazy for me. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't kind of. I kind of glad I didn't go to Miami because I went one of well, my friend. She's a she's the one that won, and we re, we became really good friends like since the start of the show before we even made it to top twenty four. There were some girls that had like long hair and. They cut it. They dyed it. They did like all these changes, and like, well, you can't say no because like you're under. You signed that you basically are gonna do what they tell you, you know. And so they did like major changes to them, and I'm like, no, like I'm glad because I wouldn't want anybody to cut my hair, dye my hair, and then mess it up. And so after I heard of that, I was like, she was like, yeah, dude, they were like pretty like hardcore over there and then it wasn't the same production team there was a miami team so yeah it was so different she said wow i'm still mind blown about the whole audience thing getting paid to be there because <laughs> like here I, I might be wrong right but i'm pretty sure this is how it is here people don't get paid to go people actually want to go and it's actually really hard to go to a show because you got to be on a wait list just to be there yeah. and to cheer on for free <laughs> yeah Yeah. exactly yeah because I was on the prices right and I was like "Eh, do you think these people like and I tried it I was like whatever I'm gonna sign up one day and I we were in the prices right audience and it was so like it was so different like that was like live that felt live 
it was cool. Anyway, that was a side note. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And I didn't know that too. Eh? That, but you didn't get to participate though, right? You're just audience. I didn't get to participate. Oh, okay. We weren't picked, but um, we all got a free iHome for just going. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. They also did that. Cool. Well, I, I, I want to go yeah. there one day. So we'll have to, uh, you have to pass me the link on where I can actually yeah. apply. <laughs> It was on my bucket list. So yeah, I was like, I'm gonna do this. And I my parents went too. So it was cool. You have yeah. to you have to go try it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll still watch that show every now and then. It's still fun, right? I mean, they, they have modern products yeah, it now. Is. And... <laughs> oh well. Well, lots of things learned, I think, over the last 30 minutes that I didn't know. And I'm sure a lot of people listening had no idea. So that that was great. I think that's that's been the most the most interesting thing I've learned so far in this whole podcast. And just in general, I'm not just talking about your episode, but in all of them, I've never had three things revealed like that all all at once. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> so, as far as like your singing career, um, what, what are your future plans with it? Too, do you plan on doing anything else with it, or just really focusing on on your current career? Um, no, I do. I do plan on, uh, uh, moving forward with my singing career. Um, it's very difficult in that industry. Um, and so it's a lot about who, you know, and like having the money to do things and just the geographical location of where I'm at is not, you know, where it is. And, so um, that's something that I've had to consider too. Like, if this is something that I really want to do, I'm going to have to make a change and, and, and move either to like LA or um, like, you know, like Miami and like cities that have big cities like that to, you know, be recognized or just meet people out there that are in the business of, of um, you know, like TV and media and all that stuff. Um, but, but right now I'm kind of in no rush. Um, I, I just graduated my master's in counseling in May. And so I feel like this summer I've really taken the time to practice self-care, which is super important, um, for me. And so also being in that industry of music is it's very busy and I've learned that even when I was on like La Reina and Vaporti, like, like I mentioned, like you don't stop until like you're, you're, you, you get like the recording right. And, um, you know, and even growing up with my dad, like teaching me all his ways, like he wouldn't let me go to sleep until I like figured it out. Like he was hardcore. And so like there's a lot of sleepless nights. And so I think I just, I think I just want to enjoy my time right now. Um, and, and take a little break just from all of it. I'll still be singing here locally, um, you know, for events and stuff that I'm hired for, but I think for in order to move and move forward and make a drastic change in my, in my singing career, I would definitely have to move to a different location, a bigger city to be recognized or, you know, do more social media, more social media videos, which, which requires a lot of time and, mm. and stuff. And sometimes I don't have 
get a chance to do it. And, you know, you and I spoke about that earlier this week. And so it's just making the time to do it. But, but yeah, I, and, and also growing in my career that I have right now as a teacher and uh, an educator overall, because they're both my passions. And so, um, so yeah, I just kind of seeing where life takes me. I think God has a purpose for all of us and um, he'll guide me the way that I need to go. Yeah, that, that's great. Well, if you do, you know that I'll be, I'll be going to your concert uh, and I'm sure you'll be like coming back <laughs> over here and doing one, especially for gallows. And, you know, you got to come back to your hometown to do a concert. I'm sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a headliner thank too. you. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. And then we do have to do another podcast an update. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An update. Now, now tell us what, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but well, at that point, what well, you can tell us, right. Cause I'm sure you're going to be like, I, know, I can't say right? that. I, I can't. won't be able to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, don't worry, I'm not recording right now. You're good. Uh, just just yeah. let me know. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> off the record. <laughs> yeah, and I'll actually be off the record. I'm like, uh, you know, other journalists or something that might say that and then not actually do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I want to know for any singers or anyone who's still trying to be a singer, because I mean, I guess at any age, you could still try to uh, sing in your own way or at least just sing for, for your own uh, family parties as well but what, what advice would you give to anyone trying to either get into the field or just trying to improve their their singing overall um don't give up for sure don't give up because I feel like you know there's a lot of talented singers and a lot of times they get discouraged you know all my life I've had people tell me that I'm like negative comments about sing- my singing and so it's it's really important that you stay strong and that you don't give up and that you follow your dreams and that you continue improving any way that you can, um, whether that's taking voice lessons or um, acting is a big part also in in the in singing, uh, especially when you're trying to interpret a song and make the crowd feel it, um, making sure like you know, we could stand there and sing and just stand there, but it's, it's, it's very different when you, um, play the song out with your body, with your, uh, body language. And so, um, thankfully I have my dad and if you have someone there like to support you, that's, that is, uh, knowledgeable in music, definitely soak in everything you can. And yeah, don't give up. And even though I know, and and something that I know, uh, something that I've 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 kind of had a drill into myself is that the music industry is very hard to climb up. Very very hard. Like you could take years trying to get up there in the music industry and finally get recognized, and it's so easy to just fall with one with one mistake that you make. To just always being aware of, 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 you know, the things that you're doing and ensuring that it's not going to affect your career. And um, with that being said, having a backup just in case. So part of me also going to school and becoming a teacher and, and being an educator. Yeah, that's my second passion. That's, that's my passion. It's very, 
I wouldn't say second, first and second. They're very, they're very <laughs> close. They're like the same. Um, but you know, my, me being an educator is something that's more stable. Um, and so the reason I bring that up is because when I was on these shows, when I didn't win or I didn't make it, I had to come back to my real life. And so having to pick up the pieces that I left and, you know, get a job, get through school and then to get a job to keep making money, like that was something really hard for me to come back and adjust to. Whereas now, if I were to go and do a show and in the summer and I come back, cool, at least I know I, I can get a job with what the degrees that I have or, or whatever, whatever you choose to do. Um, but always have a backup because you never know. And, but at the same time, follow your dreams and it can be done. Um, and hopefully I can one day make it also. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Really inspirational messages right there. <laughs> well, one last thing before I let you go. Um, can you share with us where the listeners can follow you at? If anyone wants to, uh, uh, you know, have you at a party and anyone's around here local, uh, where can they follow you? Yeah, they can. Um, so I have my Instagram. Um, I still have it as how I had it for my show. Um, it's Liliana Hernandez Reina. Um, Reina, R-E-I-N-A. Um, and that's on Instagram. Um, and most of the time, like when people send me a DM, uh, I can I can get back to them on there. And then, yeah, we can touch base from there. Awesome. Well, I had a blast being able to talk to you and I sure learned a lot. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to have you back on, like you said, later on. And, you know, what once uh, your career continues to hear how everything is going. Yeah, of course. And thank you so much for having me here. Um, this is a super great opportunity and it's an honor and uh, I really appreciate it. Once again, thank you so much to Liliana for being on the podcast tonight. I've really enjoyed hearing all the stories of her participation in these two shows in Mexico. And we really learned a lot about what it's like uh, to be a part of a TV show uh, like the ones she was a part of, too. And, and I find it really inspirational just in general, her story, uh, starting singing at a young age, um, showing to her dad that she could be a singer as well. And getting that opportunity to be on stage with her dad, I think is a really special occasion, especially doing it at the Gallo Center for the Arts, who, if any of the listeners aren't familiar with uh, what that is, it's actually the best venue here in Modesto to perform at. And if you get a chance to be there, whatever your performance is like, it's something else. They have a couple of different stages there. And when it's a packed house, I mean, you could really feel the energy there at the place. So uh, I can only imagine uh, how memorable and amazing that, that moment must have been. Once again, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, I invite you to do so and find out anytime I post a new episode. Uh, there's always uh, new episodes that will be posted each week. Uh, this time, it is going to be weekly uh, on Wednesday mornings, as I've been mentioning here for a while. I'm actually working on getting more guests scheduled on the show. Uh, but of course, as I mentioned in the past, if you know anyone who was born in the 209 or who moved here as well, and you feel like they have a story to tell, or if you're listening now and you feel like, hey, I, I got a story that would be really interesting to tell, then 
feel free to send a message to the 209 Journey social media pages. And once again, you can find them at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to tonight's episode. And we'll see you next week here on the 209 Journey podcast.